Alright, we're live. Welcome to another episode podcast with Kishi FPS. Hello, YouTube. Hello, Kick. If you're watching Kick, it's been live streamed. Today's date is July 1st, 2023, and we have Kishi and Purpose. And you can see him right in this corner over here. So, hello, hello. Purpose also is in the background, so the voice you hear in the background also will be Purpose. He is there. So, we are going to get started. This is a kind of a as you can see, I am not in the regular abode. This is my sister's place. I'm still here, dog sitting. Guess where my sister is? She's in Maui, right now. She's she's nice. she's, she's she's very the uh, vacation that I could have gone on, but apparently, someone has to watch the dog. So I'm getting paid for it, but I am here. So, all right. So during the podcast, we start off. And, and um, kind of like an update to say where you've been, what's been going on. Uh, but let's do introductions first. So Gishi, give us a little 411 on you. Uh, what do you do? Where people can find you? Introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Intros, intros, intros. Yeah, My name is Gishi. Uh, Gishi FPS, actually. You can call me Gishi. You can find me on the old kick uh Kick.com. I keep keep trying to say kick.tv, but it's not. No. Kick.com slash kishyfps. I'm also on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash kishyfps. Um, and various other socials, including Twitter. I'm not going to go through all of them. But basically, I am a, I'd say, content creator, uh, graphic designer um, by profession. Content creator by hobby. Um and yeah, that's that's me. Okay. Um, in terms of the podcast, I believe it's been a month. So, purpose since you're in the, the wings, what have you been up to last month? I've been playing a lot of uh, D four in my downtime. Um, the schooling has kicked up. Uh, I got two classes a week, so pretty busy this this uh, month and next month but uh trying to trying to progress through uh my barbarian and d4 in the meantime so nice so yes um i've been in the last month bought a house that's mostly the big news apparently um moving in next week so it's going to be experience new setup everything I've already kind of mapped out my room where I'm going to put everything, so it's very interesting. Um, there's no AC, but when I went to go to the house for a second time, it literally was, um, there's a tree that's covering like at least the first two stories. The attic is always going to be warm. There's no way you can get the attic not to be warm. But it's like any house in the UK, right? Because there's no AC in the houses in the UK at all. That is correct. It doesn't yeah. get uh, hot enough over here. We don't need it. <laughs> exactly. And like this house was designed in 1875, and I was like feeling it's, like the walls, the walls in this house are pretty thick, I imagine. So like all the heat is just going up. So, but it's oil heat, so at least I know in the winter I I will have oil, and I have to worry about oil um, fuel to to power the heat in the house. So we'll see. But it's gonna be an adventure. There's a there's a garage that's separate, so I might be tearing that garage down because it's really old. Maybe turn into like a streaming studio so we'll see it's like mm -hmm. projects down the line to do is a gigantic garden 
funny it is a cemetery. I didn't notice the first time I was there until I looked at the map. But you go further down the backyard and you look to the right, you see many, 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 many rows of tombstones over there. So so there's like a cemetery. I don't know if that's good luck or bad luck. There's a cemetery like within, within like a hands throw of where I am. But it is what it is. So, But yeah, that was the big news uh, from, from this month. I did go on a little bucket list vacation because she heard when I said, I'm in a treehouse. So I did go to North Carolina for a treehouse. That was an Airbnb. It had like a toilet, a shower, lost out there. So it was pretty cool. And I spent down, down there for a couple of days. Um, I, I have to say I'm kind of jealous of Gishy. Um, they don't need to have AC over there. Um, <laughs> whereas here, it's literally been hitting 100 degrees outside. And uh, I was at work the other day and looked at the thermometer and uh and the plant that i work and it said 125 so that i i i uh i envy you yeah yeah it's i mean it it we have like obviously we have ac at the, at the office where i work and stuff but like um i think you guys have it in like your homes and things right you've got like right, air yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. yeah we don't we don't it doesn't get hot enough for a consistent amount of time in order for for us to need that like, but if you hop over to like spain like it's it it's normal like it gets super hot in spain and obviously like they have siestas and stuff because it just gets unbearable but uh but yeah no over here nah not hot enough <laughs> no, in, yeah so like right now it's like 81 degrees in my house and that's with the ac running non-stop trying to keep the the temps that that low uh 80 degrees uh fahrenheit yikes what is it tastes like the celsius thought out for other people what is it tastes like celsius oh, 80. Goodness, i don't know <laughs> uh, uh it translates to 26 celsius that's uh that's warm that's, that's warm, warm. <laughs> yeah, that, that's with the ac running non-stop in the house it's but, it's 26 degrees celsius oh but then gosh. but when the uk gets a heat wave and then like you guys are just like it's unbearable you guys are not used to this <laughs> right? all right that is us yeah, yeah we we can we complain that it's always cold and then it's like hot for like two days and then we're just like no we complain about that that's yeah. just we, that's how that's how we roll, really. We are just a big old country of complainers. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so, so being in the Midwest, uh, in the United States, it, it, we we actually hit both both sides of the spectrum, where like we can we can hit up to like a hundred hundred. I think we we maxed out at around one hundred and six degrees uh, Fahrenheit, but mm. we we can go all the way that like last winter. I think we got down to like negative negative five negative six degrees fahrenheit so it's like just total opposite ends of the spectrum and and it and it, it's really weird you know trying to keep your house a, a nice temperature Gosh. Is, true. is it humid at uh, all in the uk though i'm just curious if it is oh well, that's right like humidity humidity like the get humidity. Oh. yeah yeah it, it does get it does get um it's like a humid heat yeah you yeah. kind of get it, it gets hot like and then it's muggy. just like yeah muggy that's it it gets hot and then it's just like Ugh, i can't there's no breeze <laughs> and you're just like uh it's it's not a fun it's not fun heat um, yeah, but then 
but, but then like as i say i always use spain, spain as an example because we're known for hopping over to spain for a holiday but it's different over there because it's like it's not a humid heat and they it's just like yeah it's just a lot nicer um but yeah no it's it's we we like to complain about it but we do try to appreciate it when when summer's round yeah, everyone's happier and stuff you know because the sun's out and things right and as well does it snow because i guess me and purpose always have experience of snow like do you guys ever get snow too yeah yeah we get it um okay. but we get it at, like weird it's not it's not really been consistent i think that's probably like a global warming thing it's starting to not get consistently <laughs> yeah. at the same time um true. yeah but we, we do get yeah. it and I, I I can totally feel that too. The the whole like we had, I think it was two years ago. It was in the last two or three years. We had what was we had like a a, a snow that came through that was like I don't know ten inches or something, and then literally within within that same week we had like 80 degree what 80 degree mm-hmm. fahrenheit weather following like the snow just completely melted and you had like one of the warmest days ever in that in that same month and it was just like mm-hmm. what just happened like oh exactly global warming is this a thing clearly <laughs> like wow uh, nothing wetter has never been like every time i saying like north and then like go ahead north it's got to snow like it rarely snows consistently up here anymore. Like, yeah. you can get a freak snowstorm once in a while, and then surprisingly, you get heat to like that'll be cool. Like, what is going on? This is winter now. It's literally like, like never, never the same. But with with all weather, it's like because it's really tough because we're all in different spots of the world, and it's like let's start on the podcast. So, in news and recent news, in a lot of um, so kick has been going on for at least. I think six months at least now, but they're in quarter two. Uh, so the topic is like, there's a recent interview, and I sent you guys the links. I don't know if you got a chance uh, to watch the interview for the Switch CEO and the Kick CEO. They're both very interesting. Um, but yeah, like the I watched the Kick interview first because that was more my my interest of what to see what's going on, and it does seem like he did answer questions based on the fact that yes. Stake is stake like stakeholders and stake are also stakeholders in Kick, but the two companies are separate, so they're not necessarily being influenced by what Stake is doing, and then what Kick is doing is not being influenced by what Stake is doing, which is one major concern a lot of people have brought up when you mention Kick because they're backed by a gambling site, and then they brought up another thing about the the uh, the cost of Amazon Web Services. And, Everyone thinks that because we're not, they're not taking a cut. That is, it's costing, it's costing them to to host the the services. But then the Kick CEO kind of stated that it doesn't really cost as much as you think it costs. Which wasn't really could be in numbers or breakdowns, but that was another thing. And then major signings of like a very big Twitch streamers in the last month or two with XQC and Emirath. They kind of brought up the fact that yes. Uh, XQC is very into Kick's mission, uh, what you know Kick is trying to do, and then there's many been many debates between uh, XQC and Pokemon. That's also been making news because like they've been kind of discussing back and forth, and like 
it's kind of it's an interesting discussion because I feel like the Twitch CEO in an interview was definitely night and day, being that it's a big company. He he's very versed in the way like when you were talking to him, you were talking to him. The one major difference I saw like between the kick interview, the kick, they both streamed it. So the the Twitch CEO and the kick CEO both streamed it. The the Twitch CEO left his chat in a only mode, so no one from his chat could respond. The kick. Um, CEO, let everyone talk there. So, did you guys see it by chance? Before I kind of dive in further, like, do you have any opinions of between the two? Two stances. I, uh, I must say, I did see like the. I saw the um, the kick one when you were watching it. I remember you were watching it. I, I watched it then. Uh, the I didn't realize that the, the the Twitch CEO did one, but I'd be interested to to hear your take on that actually. Uh, from seeing the other the other dude and it's just like how you remember i mentioned how i was like oh my gosh pr i know like the pr team would be having a nightmare with this dude exactly (laughs) uh Um, i i did i didn't like fully watch them i did uh listen to them in the background while i was working um i do think that uh it it seems kind of like like you you had said that he put it in emo only mode. Uh, he did give a good reason for that. He felt that we're in an interview setting. Like this person is wanting to talk to me about specific points. I'm gonna stay away from trying to address the chat while this is going on in my Twitch chat. You know, we're we're having a conversation and it's a, a conversation between us type of thing and that's the reason that that he wanted to do that and i think that that's that's not uh you know you can you can knock him for it but at the same time like i understand where he's coming from sometimes you know the chat can be very disruptive Mm -hmm. uh especially when you're in those one-on-one settings where you're trying to get like certain talking points out i mean i i would be very surprised if he didn't know what questions were coming more than likely, oh, yeah. it was a curated list where yeah. where he knows kind of what the talking points are going to be. Not necessarily to say it's, you know, scripted or disingenuous or anything like that. It's just, you know, I've been given my questions. We've said we don't want these questions here. So I'm not going to, you know, involve a chat that's going to then, in, you know, inject those questions that we don't want to talk about. Very true. Which mm-hmm. is fair. I mean people can say what they want to say about it but this is very standard for business people to do in in interviews uh you look across the game industry this is very very common so um, but but as far as uh the mission statement from both from both uh uh companies and and where they stand it might be very you know it's similar in many ways and it's also very different in some aspects and so you know i i I found it to be an interesting uh listen exactly i think that boy also like because even watching the kick the kick the kick uh interview you see chat scrolling and like yes you're right there's people like ask about this, ask about this, and they're going over and over and over again. And like, even when the Twitch interview, it seems like, yes, we had this party and hardball questions. And they asked, and like, because she had the same physical thought about it, like, what the Kick CEO was talking. The Twitch CEO was like, not directly answering the question, but kind of would say like, hey, about this and this, and like, spurred around it enough that you feel like that was an answer. 
But then you're like, mm-hmm. that is not an answer at all to the question. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, stuff they brought up was like from monetary, well, nothing monetary, like, they didn't want to really, push didn't really want to compare it to itself to, to, to kick as much and like any of the, any of the other, um, entities out there that are currently streaming. But there are like some interesting points they brought up about, um, the moderation, because definitely Twitch is a lot heavily moderated, but in comparison, I've seen a lot of, like, I've never seen a Twitch staff member in anyone's chat, like, ever. Like, at one point, like, I've seen Kick staff members show up in various other chats to maybe address some issues. So, like, I feel like in terms of Kick and, um, and Twitch, yeah, there's a lot of yes. The, um, but Twitch doesn't seem like the one thing they brought up was Dr. Uh, I was like, Dr. Disrespect. So like, he's been banned from Twitch with no reason. And that was like one of the things like, they didn't really skirt around the reason like, why was he banned? And like, Twitch, well, I guess he wasn't really going to give a reason and explanation to that. And I feel like just the take of any interview questions from that, like, it didn't seem like we we're getting the like, answers that the, you know, like the streamer base was wanting, and even with taking 50-50%, oh yeah, and then the big thing about the Partner Plus program, which was like, I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not, um, but, oh, hey, Cappy 20, but yeah, the Partner Plus program is, um, they're introducing it again, which is 70-30 split, but you have to have 350 uh, current subscribers, not gifted, uh, 350 people that are subscribed to your channel, and there's a actually, there's a $100,000 cap on this. And like, it just seems not, I can see why the 1,000 cap exists, but then what happens when you get the 1,000 cap, you go back to 50-50. So like, if you are like a very good, very like popular streamer, you could probably reach that cap within a month. But that what happens for the next 11 months, you're back at 50-50. So like, it doesn't seem like Twitch answered many of the like, question and even if you guys I know you guys also heard about the the advertisements where they're like scoping like ads couldn't be as big part of your screen only take out this much space all that wording came out the Twitch's response to that was like literally that's not what we meant like they they took a step back they re, re backtracked from that saying like we're gonna you know retract that entirely but like all the publicity from Twitch in the last like couple of months has been pretty negative and has not and like and then like even with the the the, the um pokemon and the sun debate was literally like like would you want to be associated with kick which is associated with steak which is associated with gambling or are we with twitch which is also associated with amazon which also mm-hmm. amazon has not had like i can't speak on specific issues on amazon but amazon has not also been in the limelight as of like you know any other company has been but yeah it's like but yeah the take between the two interviews was the fact that the kick ceo feels really uh vested in the community and is also constantly improving kick is still in beta and there's a lot of aspects of kick being beta that twitch has that kick doesn't have but then in terms of communities and everything i feel like the kick ceo hit that interview pretty on the like Pretty good, and it was like by right. Of course, the Twitch person with all the policy here from backing him tried to screw around as many questions as he could without giving like a solid like answer. But even like 
There's one question, and I don't know what your guys' opinion on this. It's the fact that why does Twitch restrict you to to not able to be streaming on on other platforms? You can do TikTok and Instagram at the same time because their services are not the same as Twitch. But you can't do Twitch and YouTube. You can't do Twitch and Kick. They're also now focusing on even people that are not even affiliate to do do that to kind of limit that. But he never really answered the question. So the question mm. would be. For I guess because you could stream, would you prefer for ex, for exposure? Would you rather be able to stream to like let's say Twitch, YouTube, and Kick all at the same time to see? But would you think that'd be helpful to you or more detrimental? Um, it's a good question. I think I I just don't I don't understand why. I, I mean, I kind of get from a business sense, I guess, why they'd want to limit someone to be like just use our platform, but um. I don't get why, because uh, for me, when it just seems like it's you're kind of stifling my um, uh, kind of my reach and like uh, you, you don't want me to get too big for some reason. Um, you want like if 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 I was talking about Twitch, it was like you can only get big on Twitch. Like we don't want you to get big anywhere else. But it's like it doesn't really affect you how large of a um, how large of a streamer I become, you know, like I'm still going to bring revenue to your platform. If I'm multi-streaming, then what does it hurt? You know, the only person, I don't know, it, I don't get the whole multi-streaming thing. And to be honest, it'd be nice to be able to do multiple streams at the same time. Like, maybe I'm naive and I don't really see why it's a bad thing. If I could stream to Twitch and kick at the same time, have the chat and be able to like talk to everybody in the chat, that's that's the ideal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. I, I I have a very similar uh, a very similar application of what they're doing here. So um, we're gonna buy Activision Blizzard, and we're going to make a game be only on one platform. By doing so, we are probably going to lose more money than gaining on that game, right? But it promotes our platform. So if you are buying a, a company and then releasing a game like, say, Starfield, this forces people to either play it on PC or play it on your console. So by having these restrictions where you can't stream on multiple platforms they're trying to the the reality is is before they 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 didn't do it for the larger people and the reason that they didn't do it ex or except for the larger people the reason that they didn't do it except for the larger people is because the larger people are the draw to your platform right so what's the draw to twitch versus kick the draw is the content creators so they're trying to guard their content creators by not allowing them to, to, to stream other places. That's the reason. Um, does it hinder the content creator? Possibly. Um, it really depends, especially on the lower end. I think that on the lower end, the extra exposure that they could get, it probably does uh, hinder them some amount. Um, but I think absolutely that's their, their end goal there is to get more to funnel more people to their platform, especially as things get more, um, as these platforms get more 
diversified and there's more options, you need to be even stronger about saying, this is the reason to come to us. And it's not just features because everyone can offer the same features. Kick will eventually offer the same features as, as Twitch. They need that, they need that, um, the, the staying power of those big content creators. Um, and I think that that's what they're targeting. Um, do I think they're going about it the right way? Maybe not, but that's definitely their, their business mentality there. That was very true. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, I've been, I think I even before I started affiliate way back in the day, I was streaming to YouTube, uh, YouTube, Twitch and Facebook all at the same time. So like, like, but the exposure wise, I wasn't really getting any much exposure otherwise too. So it was one of those things like, you could be branching out your audience, you could be hindering yourself even more because you have three chats to look at and then you never know who's who, where. And in terms of building a community, you might not be building a community because you're all over the place. So there's yeah, pluses so, too. Yep. So in, the, in, in, in that aspect, I believe uh, there was an interview with Mr. Beast, which we all know he's like the guy, right? Like whenever it comes to content creation, like he is the guy. And whenever asked why he hadn't like gone to these other platforms or, or focus more on this or that, he simply said, if I take my focus away from my platform, then I'm hindering myself. I'm not going to make as good of a video. I'm not going to, you know, like, why would I want to focus on these other things that just take me away from my audience? And that's, sure. that's really what he goes after. So there are pluses and minuses and, and, at some point, I think that that we could see growth, and then that growth, whenever it stops, you, like it's going to stop because you're too split, right? There's just too mm -hmm. many, too many, uh, too many pots on the stove, or what, however you wanna you wanna put it. Um, I do want to make a point, you know, we talked about how many L's that Twitch has, has gotten recently, right? Uh, right. Chai, oh, there we go, never mind. You, you fixed it. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, I was, I was messing around, yeah. Guess you became a ghost. Yes. Uh, lights went out. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so I think that a lot of people, they have so many losses because no one wants to find a win for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say that because like, we are talking about all the, like they're, they're, they're taking back. Yes. They have given and given and given to people. And I don't think like everyone says that Twitch is so greedy, Twitch is greedy, greedy, greedy. They give you every single prime sub that you have that is given. They don't have to give prime subs. Prime subs are included with with uh with your amazon prime or twitch prime they don't have to give those to anyone True. like it's it's literally just free money that's given to the content creators and when's who's the last content creator you heard talk about that yeah, no, one. no one no one talks about it. um mm -hmm. and and like the the uh 
the fact that we we always just want to dog on them about all their decisions that they're making and it's like some of their decisions that they're that they're going through is literally just them trying to figure out how to make it profitable for them and i think that like kick gets to say well you know it's not that expensive but they're not the one that are hosting all of it like mm. they they're just like what what happens whenever Amazon instead of instead of uh, taking from the content creators decide that it's time to start taking from other services? Okay, we're mm -hmm. upping how much it costs Kick to use our backend. Like, then Kick has to to go to the same the same splits that that Twitch is you know experimenting with, and and I don't know like we don't know the numbers. We don't know the reality of what it is that that Twitch and Amazon are facing here. That's that's you know they want they want Twitch to be uh, profitable, which I don't know if that's the way for them to go about it in the first place. But um, I know uh, Linus Tech Tips talked about it on the WAN show uh, a few times recently, and they they very much like they. They feel like people are very critical of Twitch to the point where they're hypocritical toward Twitch. Because how many of us were the same people who were saying, you know, it's not fair that we have uh, hot tub streams. It's not fair that we have gambling streams, all these things. And now we're all jumping ship to a place that's made on this stuff because they're offering it. We're like, and they're offering a better split. So because they're giving us the other, the the extra twenty percent, that twenty percent, we're selling out if we're jumping. And and that was our and and that was our take on that. We're selling out because we're saying, okay, well, twenty percent's enough for me to allow that on the platform that I'm streaming on. I was throwing a fit whenever it was fifty fifty, and like. Or whenever it was 70, 70, 30, and then, you know, so I jumped and, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so, I mean, it, it, like, it really puts into question a lot of things. It's not so cut and dry, this, this whole kick versus, uh, Twitch thing where, you know, I, I do, I do see where, where they say, you know, it's not as easy as 70 30 and, and 50 50 it's it's just not as easy as that um yeah because because you are putting your morals and your morals and ethics into question if you were if you were one who spoke out then you're just saying well i'm fine with it on this platform because they give me 20 percent more so you just sold your your ethics for 20 percent more like and and I'm not I'm not trying to you know no shots fired or anything. It's just the reality of the thing. What are what, am I what, what is it? Where do we draw the line? And what is it that we really want here? Like they're yeah. they're just one platform or the other, right? It's just a choice to make. It's no sure. different than Sony versus Microsoft. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think really that that it's getting blown up into this this thing where you know, we have to choose a side and we really shouldn't be choosing sides. We should just be going where we, where we have the most fun and we feel that we're uh, better compensated. And I'm not talking about compensated in a, in a, uh, 
maybe, maybe I'm using the wrong word. I'm not talking about compensated in a physical way. I'm talking about compensated in like, like uh, terms of happiness. Um, you know, I think that, 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 that since going to, to kick, you know, is I happier about what, what, what he has on his platform that he's, that he's streaming on. And, and, and some, some people are going to be happier on one, one platform than the other. And, and I, think, I think that's really what we need to dig down into is what, what are the positives and negatives of, of streaming on the services? Why? Why do we care so much about the the background stuff? You know, like there's so much stuff going on in the background, and and the reality is, is unless there's some sort of uh, some sort of transparency, which there's not, we have no idea what's going on legitimately yeah. with their numbers and what they're trying to target. So it just makes it really hard. And as a as a consumer of things, like we always just look at, you know what's best for us fiscally or what's best for us emotionally. And, and, you know, I I just think that that's where our decisions lie is just, you know, in the event that, that what's better fiscally and emotionally is, is kick, then Twitch just fails, right? Like eventually Twitch just fails and whenever they fail, then we go wherever else we go and, Mm -hmm. and, and we do our thing. But that's where I think that, you know, Linus hit it right on the head whenever he said maybe maybe Twitch isn't maybe Twitch isn't the product. Maybe the product is, you know, the the streaming service itself that they're selling to all these places anyway. You know, maybe 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 their product is is that Kick's gonna pay for everyone to use their streaming service and then if that be the case Maybe Kick has to up, you know, how much they take from the creators, and we'll we'll just see where it goes. We yeah. just really don't know right now. Yep, it's so yeah. pretty early to say, for sure. Yes, it is very early. Yeah. No, I think um, yeah, that's very like very enlightened way of of viewing the whole situation. To be honest, and it kind of made me as as purpose is talking, kind of made me think about like how um people like to be part of a tribe um. People like to band behind something just to feel that they're behind something and to feel like they belong as part of a group and, you know, without actually thinking about what that means. And, you know, there's, I don't know whether how, we, we've, we've probably spoken about this to death. You probably have spoken about this to death, but you know, <laughs> the whole cyberpunk thing, oh, um, no. you know, like how, uh, it's just an example, but how, um, you know, uh, someone could someone that you'd probably respect would say oh this this game is crap and then because you respect that person you want to be aligned with them you probably go yeah no it's crap but then have you actually kind of formulated your own opinion based on what you've seen what oh, you've yeah. experienced or are you just wanting to be part of that tribe and it kind of becomes this whole thing with um i mean kick have got the advantage of kind of coming in and going hey you see everything that this platform is doing we're doing this, you know? So it's kind of like, they've got the advantage of just kind of playing off the stuff that isn't working and just kind of going, it's not like that over here. And then and then you kind of get the, uh, yeah. No, it was, just, it was just like an interesting way to think about it. You know, um, I'd completely forgotten about the hot tub stuff. And actually I'd, I'd landed, I'd landed on the kick homepage and I was like, God, I hadn't seen like 
hot tub like on the front i haven't seen a hot tub stream like on twitch like i don't know if they it, it's a thing i don't think it's a thing anymore is it is it a thing like on the, the yeah, main I page i think so like, i don't think that... it's on the main page so i think that like they took it off main page oh, yeah, mm. so so you can go if if it's what you're looking for you can browse and you can find it but i don't think that they feature any of it on the main page Mm-hmm. So, like that, I think that's one of the the you know lines in the sand that they drew was we don't mm-hmm. want someone to come to Twitch and just be you know the front page. It's just you know girls sitting in hot tubs and bikinis. Like that's not mm-hmm. what they want for their platform. So, but yeah, it, it it like so many people forget about about you know the struggles that they went through literally within the past year. Yeah, you know like. It, we we totally forgot that those were things we were talking about. Like we talked about it here on the podcast, I think. And and mm-hmm. it's just like, man, it, that's just you know, we just forget about things, and we and and like it's so easy for us to just to just move on, you know. And and I think that we do it the same way. Like, um, you know, whenever whenever gaming uh, was on in the early stages you know it was like you bought a game it, you bought it as it shipped right like hmm. once once it was in your hand like there was no changing that game because it, it was on a cartridge it was physical and there was no access to a way to to modify that um or not no way but there was no realistic way for them to deliver like an update to it you know and and then as we we started getting into the to the you know internet online being able to connect do updates on your game you know it was uh it was really looked at as a positive you know but uh then then they did the first dlc and it was like okay i i gotta pay for this game a little bit more but i'm getting a little bit extra here you know and then i i look back and i remember it was Call of Duty Black Ops was the first game that I remember doing this where people took the disc and they found the maps that were in the DLC on the disc. So whenever the DLC came out, you paid for a three megabyte file that just unlocked the di- like unlocked the maps that were on the disc. So it was literally you had it ready to ship with the game, but you wanted us to pay for it later. Oh, yeah. So, and that mm-hmm. was like, people were like, whoa, 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 and got really upset about it. And now it's like, you're not even like, and, and you know, we can, we can shots fired a lot of games, you know, but I'll, I'll go to, you know, No Man's Sky. Um, no Man's Sky launched and people just hated it, right? Like they were like, oh my gosh like this is not at all what we were promised you delivered a half-baked game right now if you go back and play no man's sky now uh it's a very different game i haven't played it personally but i know people who have and who say go back and give it a try it's actually like a super good game now um but it it was half-baked at the launch and almost every one of those games they they're dead in the water right like if they if they if they're like that on launch they're dead in the water 
and this goes to the uh, to something that Gishy was kind of talking about was he he said you know the the whole cyberpunk thing it was half-baked at launch and then people like it's a totally different game now um and and uh fallout 76 totally different game from launch like if you ask a lot of the people who play these games later they're like oh it's one of the best games i played you know um diablo 3 whenever it launched terrible uh in a lot of people's minds there you got the Kriparians out there who love the 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 sheer difficulty of of hell but um you know there's just so many examples of this where they come back they they put out a patch that's good mm-hmm. uh so i mean i think that like going to like kick kick had you know it had a little rocky of a start if you ask me we had like the the you know it's literally just a copy and paste of the of the code for Twitch, right? Like, I'm Similar, pretty sure yes. that was initially what it was, oh, yeah. or at least or at least that's what it seemed like. Now, a lot of people said if you looked at the code, it was different. They just like really should have did a lot more to make it look different. Right. But um, yeah, I mean. We'll we'll just see where this stuff lands, and I, and I I just think that you know it's a slippery slope going back to the to the DLC and all that. You know, we we just like we're we accept it. Microtransactions. How many people were excited whenever they introduced microtransactions? Pretty sure yeah, no man. one. And now how much money yeah. is made in the in the space right. on microtransactions? Oh my God. Yes. It's like tw- that twenty one dollar uh, Diablo four. Skin, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Quadri yeah. skins, everything. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of not even, That's not even micro anymore, is it? Yeah. It's not a microtransaction. But, mm. but how do they they say, well, how do we make money then? Yeah, exactly. Everybody thinks that you have to make, like, a, a, every game, like, how many games? This is, So this is, you know, off, off subject, but this is one that, that really kills me is, like, where, when was the last, like, super good, like, RTS released? Like, under Activision Blizzard, like, whenever they, they were owned by what? Um, I guess it was just Activision, right? But mm. they, like, when did they release StarCraft 3? Like, was that? Was that ever released? Or was that just, uh... Nope, nope, no. StarCraft 2 was the last StarCraft game. Because why would they release StarCraft 3? StarCraft 3 is, like, you know, it it wouldn't be a game as a service. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. And and that's... That's the only thing we get anymore. Mm -hmm. Outside of, like, indie games. Like, indie games, you get a, a full game... But like everything else is games of service. Like every game we play is a game as a service game. Diablo Four games of service. Mm-hmm. Like the the everything just wants to be updating the game, ha- launch a half baked game because it doesn't matter. In two months, it's a totally different game. So yeah, hundred percent. The I think the 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 big kind of for me catalyst of of this. I, I may be wrong, but I feel like 
the thing that I always think of when I think about like the gaming space as it is now is like Fortnite. You know, Fortnite just makes so much money, and you know, um, and the model of Fortnite is very clear. You know, they they've got the they've got the skins, they've got the battle pass. The the what they are buying or what they're taking is time. You know, and like mm-hmm. all the other de- all the other development, not even the the devs actually probably like the stakeholders are just like we want to do what fortnite's doing they're uh-huh. making billions upon billions of dollars and all they have to do is just keep people engaged and just churning out content so you guys need to do this to make that fortnite money and then that's the new measure of success but like right. fortnite was like lightning in a bottle kind of thing and now everybody's trying to get to those levels of like making money and it's just making the quality of originality and new ideas and yeah just yeah. games coming out working just you know it's just gone <laughs> I just mm-hmm. but yeah. no shade at fortnite but oh, it's yeah. not shade it's just like it's just it's just like the annoying thing is you see someone like making this money so you're like i want to make that money i'm going to copy your homework but right. i'm not going to do it as well as you are and then the whole the quality of everything else just goes down. True. Um, yeah, I fully agree. Um, I I think that you know you hit the nail on the head whenever you say you know every everybody just wants to release skins whatever to make all their money and that, like I think to uh, uh, how many games have failed now where that was the whole because that was the only thing they knew what we know. Mm-hmm. Is that we have a popular, uh, a popular franchise that we can use, and we want to just sell as many skins from this franchise as we can. Mm-hmm. And well, well, what's the game about? I don't know. Just uh, put it like Fortnite. Like <laughs> Fortnite. Like you know, and and I think that's absolutely true. Like. They they might change a little thing, or they'll go, or they'll go. Well, let's do like, uh, let's try and make it like, uh, uh, let's do Hearthstone, cause you know that was a a fun card game. So now, and like, and I I I love the game, but I'm gonna throw some shade at it now. Like, look at Magic the Gathering, uh, and all the issues that they're having right now with their with their player base where they like they they get a contract with with uh tolkien and they're literally releasing a lord of the Rings set who would not want to own some cool stuff from lord of the rings on a Mm -hmm. magic card right like yep and and it's like so they release it and they're like okay the one ring and so you have the one ring and then you have the this version of the one ring and then you have the this version of the one ring and they mm. literally released like five different versions of this card and it's like they're doing it every set though it's not just with Lord of the Rings it's with everything they're like well you have this one this is a serialized version of the card and it looks like this and then you have this version of the card that looks cool but then you also have this version of the card you can only get this version of the card out of the collector's packs those cost $25 a piece for 12 cards and then you can do and it's like you like just there's so much there and they're just trying to do like Fortnite like Mm -hmm. I remember whenever I played the game and 
you either open the foil orbit of a card or you open a non-foil of a card and that mm -hmm. was it and there was no like enhanced like you didn't have to feel like you were playing the lottery to the point where they they legitimately released a serialized uh the one ring and it was one of one mm -hmm. and like the person who opened it sent it off to PSA and like the open the open uh offer for it is two million dollars and the person doesn't want to take the two million for the card like but it's the only one like it's literally more rare than like all the other cards out there like there's nice. only one card that's anywhere close to as rare as that and that would be the the mint 10 beta lotus like there's only one mint 10 beta lotus in the world like there's only one of this lord of the rings the one ring card there's only one those are the only two that's the only card that they can compare to and that card is like 30 years old like and the only reason why it's the only one to, that you can com like compare it to is because the, it's the like it's old enough that they're either damaged or you know they they don't exist they've you know it's just a rare card anymore in general and then to have it bent 10 but no they just printed a card that's one of one so it makes it just as rare as that card that's 30 years old and like they're literally like the 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 value of the card is is the same as that 30 year old card it's just silly like why why are they doing this why are they like it's crazy because it, because they want to capitalize on that fortnite money they're they're a physical card game trying to get trying to capture fortnite money like eh. like um it's interesting because purpose like when when you listen to purpose like i my my brain like he unlocks things <laughs> with the way that his brain works that i didn't realize I'm like oh yeah like he 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 uncovers stuff That's it's purpose. actually like really really cool conversation because uh, yeah. it, like what what you were saying just made me think of like two things you know um you know we're talking about like fortnite and you know the how um it's kind of affected how games are made but like it made me think of um the uh, I, I don't know whether it was in the 80s but there was a there was like a pretty much a, a gaming crash in the 80s in terms of like there were just so many consoles that they were churning out yeah. and they were just churning out so many games and the quality was just rough you know and they e. thought that mm, sorry et yeah <laughs> atari et <laughs> that, that and, was um, the cause of the gaming crash because it was such a terrible game <laughs> and they were just like well, to the fact that like I, you might be going here but to the fact that Nintendo literally had to brand their, their, their new console as something totally different and package it with Rob the robot so that, so that they could like get people to buy video games again <laughs> yeah I, I feel like we're on the verge of the modern gaming crash like, hear me out. The The reason why I say that is because there's only so much more that we'll be able to take of battle passes, microtransactions, um, like, and bad quality of product, right? There's only so much more that 
gamers will be able to take and i feel like the conversation at the moment is getting to the stage where people are just getting really fed up of it yeah and it's gonna get to yeah yeah and it's it's i feel like there's going to be an implosion and then there's going to be like a a a a state where everyone's going to kind of sit back and be like oh right god we really got really greedy, didn't we? Why were we trying to put a battle pass in? Yeah. I don't know, like freaking. What, what's the most ridiculous game that has a battle pass? Uh, it's not ridiculous. It's not a ridiculous of a game, but it has a battle pass. Like Rocket League, for example. It's a game about cars playing football. Like, that has a battle pass in it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, like. So, it, the most ridiculous yeah. one, and, I, and I'm guilty of it uh, because I actually uh, partake in this battle pass. As, as much as it pains me to say um, there's a game uh, it's available on most game stores uh, it's called Idle Champions and it's literally okay. just like it's a clicker game where like you like you have little champions and they, it's literally an idle game it plays while you're doing other stuff you know you may have to you know mess with your formation or whatever but it plays itself and there's a battle pass in there uh mm-hmm. and the battle pass is there just to like get you skins more clickers and and stuff and i'm like i can't believe i'm buying this but it's <laughs> such a good value for like what you get compared to what they charge you for that stuff normally i'll pay ten dollars and get the stuff because i do and like yeah. it's one of those games where like you know you don't really have to play it very much but like Whenever I want to, like, whenever I'm like, um, I just want to relax for a minute, I can kind of, like, set up a team to do something, like, set up a formation to go and do a certain quest or something and and try to advance my quest further and stuff. Like, just just a cool little thing. But, like, Mm -hmm. why why does it have a battle pass? Yeah. No one knows. Or, Or Genshin Impact has a battle pass, and that literally just gives you, like, materials. (laughs) Like... Again, again, I pay for that one because it's such a good deal uh, on on there. Because at the very end, you get some currency, and you're getting a much yeah. better rate for the currency. But like, hmm. yeah, I, I'm I'm guilty as much as anyone else of no, hundred percent. That's interacting that's the gaming world, isn't it? Right. But, the, but it's like but yeah, there's the so heck? many there's so many ridiculous battle passes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other measure of like uh, customer attention, like re- retainment. That's how they measure how much someone yeah. is engaging with the product now, and that's what that's where the money is. It's like the longer that we can get them to oh. keep playing yeah. our product, for sure, what, the more what money. What is D4's hmm. battle pass gonna do? Because they they also like it does. They don't currently have it, but they. Like if you bought the deluxe version, you you get their battle pass for the first season. Mm. Like, is that just gonna be for skins? No, it I is. Assume? I would assume. I mean, what, what else? else you, what you else we had to Diablo? Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah, like skins and like I guess like is it legendary weapons? I'm guessing. Is it is it legendary the highest? I, I I can't remember. Well, uniques uniques are the highest, but I like mm. I can't see them selling like gear that's going to enhance your character. You know what I'm saying? Because it, in a way, they do kind of consider. Well, I mean, it is a PvP game. They have PvP in the game. Like, they're yeah. not gonna, like, they're not gonna make the mistake of, you know, letting people buy power, right? 
Like, mm-hmm. it's got to be cosmetic stuff. We'll see. Like, I think they're pushing it with, like, there's there's ways to, like, I think there's ways to slightly buy XP boost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pushing it. Like, people are going to be like, you know, dude, you're, you're selling XP boost in a game that's about, like, having, like, they literally had the, like, the, the thing that they did that really had shots fired on it was, like, they had two versions of the game, right? And the one version got, was, like, $10 more, but you got early access. Yeah. But people who paid for that game, like... They had a they had a race going on from the start of the the launch of the game where mm-hmm. it was the first thousand people to yeah. level one hundred and hardcore got their name engraved on the statue in front of their mm-hmm. in front of their offices. So like a lot of people were like, oh, I want my gamer tag to be engraved on that statue, and it's like, so I need to pay the extra ten dollars to possibly even compete because that's a four <laughs> yeah. day advantage hundred percent yeah yeah the collector's edition without the game yeah <laughs> that's uh, oh oh and there you go uh like uh collector's editions of nintendo switches don't come with the games that they that they have like if you buy like a pokemon switch it doesn't come with the game it just comes like it's just got Pokemon on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least you get a console yeah. at that point. But oh, yeah, Christ. selling a collector's edition of a game without a, without the game, that's great. Indeed. Uh, all right. So in terms of, I don't want to say because we're hitting the hour mark, so we got to kind of keep moving. It was a good conversation on that. And definitely it will be recorded and on various platforms. You're going to come back to it. But we're gonna... I don't know if you know, but Ty likes to... Uh... To hinder us from actually talking about the things. Well, I have to think. I gotta stick out a schedule. Yeah, I'm, I'm just playing with you. Because remember when back in the original, we would talk for hours and like it would be like oh from like gosh. 8 a.m. to like 2 a.m. Like six hours long. Yeah, and then we're just like, are we done? Are we done? <laughs> this is more concise. Because like I have to stream in the morning. I know. So you guys know I gotta be up for stream in like four I, hours. I gotta be in work. Going. You know, like literally. <laughs> but yeah, like literally. Um, yeah. Well, we want to keep it concise and keep moving. So, so, so there's all the section of the, the stream, which is the AMA questions, and if you guys know what the AMA is, ask me anyway. So, I slated myself for the first slot, because I'm curious to ask this question to Kishi, because I know I've played many games with Kishi, but we have many uh, games that we kind of have in common. But Kishi, mm. if you had the option mm. to only play one game for the rest of your life, but you get all the DLC, you get all the microtransactions, you get all the stuff added to it. What game would that be? Oh gosh, yeah. it's quite a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I know this, 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 this is a tough one, right? That's a hard question. Yes. Because you play a lot of different games, so I don't know what would be I your... I do, yeah. And, and the, thing, the great thing about uh, having like varied taste of gaming, of games, is like you have different moods, different games with different moods and stuff. Um, but I must say, when I just want to just like have that kind of immersion and just being in a 
being in a world that like fulfills like that design that like kind of inspires me to like create stuff with the color like it's got that kind of like um mature setting um you know like uh, interesting characters interesting worlds like uh i think cyberpunk for mm-hmm. me it, it it's got to be but but I think an honor. I don't know. It's a really that is a really tough question because it's you want like, an honorable mention or your second one then? You want a second one? Yeah, I'll, I'll, like if I could, if I could bring like a game back because I feel like this game had um, it was like a nice time. It, it it came out like at the perfect time and it's like the a nice nostalgia nugget of a game and I just feel like game like. My, um, games need to go back to kind of this purity of what it's about. It's making games for fun, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Time Splitters 2. Oh, I've um, talk about this, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like whenever I remember playing Time Splitters 2, it's just like, it was just fun with your friends. You know, you had like the multi-tap, you know, you had four people lo- looking at the screen. You didn't have microtransactions. You were trying to shoot a monkey that was like a Robocop. It had a, like a banana gun in his thing. You know, it was just like silly, goofy. And it was just like good fun. And I just feel like we just need to get back to that. Because I feel like it's all about the yeah, money at the moment. It is. We just need to get back to the fun. You heard it's <laughs> going to be the, the modern the modern video game. Rash will be. Because she, she and everyone on our podcast today said microtransactions and all the money the games are trying to milk out I us can today. feel it. It's coming. I feel like the, it's, it's it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Perfect. no, it's a good question. Yeah. Good question. Perfect. Do you have a? I put I put that picture into too. Did you have one that you would <sighs> be stuck playing if you had to be? Man, that's so hard. Um, mm. like I've always said, like probably Final Fantasy Seven. Um. But like, that, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it would ever get boring. Like, it's it's just such a hard question. Like, the the reasonable response to me is like, don't pick like your favorite game just because <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, like, like pick something like Minecraft because there's so many different games in Minecraft, like stuff like that. And it's like, but at the same time, like, I just get in moods for Minecraft, right? Like. Yeah. I, 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 I don't like want to play it all the time and so I don't know um it would probably be an older game uh it would probably be something from the PlayStation or Super Nintendo Metal Gear Solid maybe okay. uh could be it I don't know it, it's one of those it's probably Metal Gear Solid or, or Final Fantasy 7 okay, I'd have to think a lot harder on it it's a <laughs> I know it's, it's a very tough question because like like would you get bored of playing this game over and over again because I think everyone does have, have moods mm. moods in the current games that they're kind of like playing focusing right now yeah. so yeah I don't even know like, I even thought it was myself I was like I have like current games that I've kind of like because like because it's also a cliche and like be sure there's a common we play a variety of games, so we're never like stuck on one game. Because for that same reason, we don't want to get bored on one game. But like, if I had something, okay, well, if I had to pick something to be expansive, that I would get all the DLC content coming out. So like, and then would have to be The Sims. For some reason, 
I feel like, because like The Sims would never get bored, you could probably figure out a scenario in The Sims and then just control the characters to do that particular scenario. And they get bored, you think of something new, you put that in there. So I think having like an aspect of control, be able to shape the story, then I would not get bored if I was stuck playing. But probably The Sims 4, if I had to narrow it down because there are many Sims <laughs> versions out there. That would that would be my my pick, but uh, I guess it's just for the fact that like it's like one of those where you can just pick the narrative and go. And then have they had expanded? Cause like they had um, I stopped playing it for a while, but they had like a Star Wars expansion. <laughs> so yeah. in the Sims, so like you can put anything into the Sims fairly, and it would pick mm -hmm. up and, and and go for it. But all right, so that's the Amy. The next topic was in the news, and just to to reiterate, that's oh, five. No. Those five souls. I know. I know that. It's just. It's just like. I think just the, the news story from an unfolding. I know. I don't know. But just unforming, unfolding. I don't want to focus on what actually happened, because we can go back and forth and be like, what actually happened. But like, the media reporting on it. It was so. It was so like. I think everyone was like, because like I I scrolled Twitter like one was after and like there was like memes after memes after memes and like. Well, what was the fascination of that? Like, did you guys get stuck in that rabbit hole of what happened? And, like, it's just the fact that if you didn't, then that's fine. We can move on from that. But, like, I feel like it's interesting to see that people just were focusing on, well, it's a sub where five people that probably were really rich got down and then we lost contact with. But then, why was that such a, like, a big news thing? And I guess because it involved the Titanic. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on why it was such a big thing in the news that week? I don't know uh, why. Yeah. Mm. Well, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I, yeah, no. I was just giving up to something. You go, purpose. I, I, I also, I don't have any idea why people gravitated toward it. Um, whether, yeah, maybe it was just the name Titanic that, that stuck with people, or, or what there, but like, I found it very interesting like watching it all unfold especially seeing like things like you know down to like james cameron doing doing interviews talking about it where where he's just like you know i i tried to tell them not to do this like why did they do this like i knew immediately when they lost you know whenever they lost uh communications and navigation happened and oh, like, but one time yeah yeah, like, it was just so, it was such a strange story to me. And, like, my question was always, like, how did it, how was it allowed to happen? Right. Like, there has to be some amount of regulations here that, that, that were broken, which come to find out apparently because they were using some sort of, like, uh, early tech or something that, that's not regulated that made it so that they weren't wasn't regulated i don't know like it's just so weird and, and such a strange story and to see how fast it went from like viral like overnight you know, yeah it, it it went from like everyone talking about the actual story to everyone just making fun of yeah. people who you know clearly you know aren't For, here anymore. Aren't here, yeah, like, mm -hmm. that, it was just like so like I like I understand people are like, well, they don't deserve sensitivity or whatever, but I just don't get that. Like, 
Like, mm-hmm. regardless of how uh, ignorant or how, you know, how how they, like, how did you think that this was going to work? Like, regardless of that, like, still, show some, some dignity and respect, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is kind of, I don't know, it, it was a rough topic. Uh, you know, how many people were making jokes about it so quickly? Yeah. Was, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bring, well, well, let me bring it up. It was just like, it was just like, it was like literally like front page news. And it was like, five people apparently lost their lives. But then like, even the media reporting, like you can go into that. Like, I feel like, because like, I don't know if it was a slow news week or something, but like, this seemed like to kind of like, they have this amount of air left. You hear banging, yeah. like it kept getting stretched out. Like for the whole week, and then by the time the 96 hour mark was up, they're like, the the news report came out like saying, hey, you know, like wreckage was found, and then like just like I don't know, the reporting on this just seemed like it got stretched and milked for as all it's worth, and it was just like right. we all disregard like the fact that there were even some stuff I saw like literally if they lost communication and education, which is like catastrophic in itself. Then you know that was probably it, and then but there's like oh my god, there's so much news just span around it. it. Just it just seemed like it was so out of control. Like okay, yes, sir. This is an interesting one because um, the the kind of bits of news that I got I got from people that were like proper in it. Like I'd get it from work colleagues, kind of going oh the submarine, submarine, and the reason why I kind of like. Um, I had this, I literally, now all I use Twitter for is to kind of like tell people when I'm live, um, mm. because I had this kind of like really rubbish experience where I kind of thought, I kind of said to this, I was like, I need to kind of just really step back from this platform because it's like people forget how to, how to treat people. And like, there isn't kind of like that kind of, yeah, basically what happened was there was this, um, it was so vivid, like it was like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, actually, because it's been a while since I used Twitter properly. But there was a like a news story about a, a dad who got um, he got uh, stabbed in a Starbucks um, in front of his daughter and his wife. Right. And this is me. This is like 11 p.m. I'm about to go to sleep. And like it was like a like a like a tweet. And I, I just clicked on the tweet and literally the first thing was a video of someone taking a selfie whilst the dad was like bleeding out behind him. That was like the first, that was like the first video, like right at the top of this thing. And I'm like, do we just like, are we just like, uh, you know, there's just, I just kind of had this really surreal mm. moment. I was just like, this is, you know, I need to step back from this. Cause we, you know, like we talk about like on the news, it's like, they care more about the fact that it's headlines, but they forget that it's like, people yeah. these are actual people and yeah. we need to be uh, like respectful of the fact that like you know they could have lost their lives like it, it's like what like why are you telling us how much air they have left why are you counting it down like that like cause what's going to happen at the end oh they're dead now it's just like you know that's not they're still people you know would you mm-hmm. like your i don't know man it's just it's a weird one i've got a lot of thoughts on it yeah. <laughs> And no, um, I, I I found that to be the strangest thing to make mm-hmm. a bot that just did a countdown on Twitter, countdown yeah. until what is inevitably 
five people's deaths. Yeah. And like and and like how many people were just like following it and and being like, "Oh yeah, we they they got this much time till they die." Like that mm-hmm. is to like you're absolutely right. They're humans. Like mm. like how, where are we at in society that this is this is mm-hmm. an acceptable behavior? Black Mirror so stuff. Weird. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all like on the the fact of social media and the way it's been playing a role in our lives. Yeah. It's literally like views, like who gets the most views, and like you capitalize on something. Like I even might have to stop doing this, but I was like every time I go online, I was like before I start streaming or after, like while I'm like in the the little early part where I'm like looking at Twitter, I'm like I'll like look at Twitter and I was like, all right, someone hashtag Putin and cats in the same thing because Putin was trending at the time, and I have no idea what. He was trying for, and I just clicked on this, and like got sucked into a void of cat videos. I'm like, why, why, you know, like why does social media exist? And but then like you get news from like all other avenues. Like we stopped watching, I stopped watching like the actual like news on TV, and now like you you consume content from like Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram a lot faster. And like sometimes half of that could be wrong, and you never know, because <laughs> you know one goes back and check and like, oh, I still saw it here. Red and it's like, on the internet per se, and is it 100% mm-hmm. accurate? It might not be. Is it sent to get someone views? Maybe it is, but yeah, I think we got into the point where we're just getting like it's and, so, and, uh, overwhelmed. And, it's, it's, and like you, you hit the nail on the head there, where you where you said you know like we're getting news from places that are just like posting unverified things or mm-hmm. they're just like not really but then you turn around and it's like but also i really don't want to watch the news that's on tv either because most of that is just like bias and and like yeah you know i yeah. hate to use the term but fake like they, they're just mm-hmm. making it whatever they want it to be instead of just giving us the facts like yeah, yeah, yeah. they have to put the political spin on everything and they can't let people just know what's going on and then let mm-hmm. people draw their conclusion from what is there yeah. like mm-hmm. so weird we're in such a strange time mm-hmm. yeah and then it's it's stuff like the you know as um as like uh devastating as the whole sub thing kind of happens you you get these stories right and then there's like this massive lens that focuses on this one story and whenever stuff like that happens i always feel like what are they trying to distract us from because there's obviously more stuff going on in the world like i know this is bad yeah i get that i'm not saying like what's happening or what happened with them isn't story worthy but it's like you get those stories and it's like a big spotlight on this one thing and it's like what about is there anything else kind of going on like i don't know in in in, I don't know, in the philippines like or in you know mm-hmm. alaska like i don't know do you know what i mean it's like there's well, other I mean, things and absolutely and in like there have been many many cases and i can't think of one right off but like they're they're countless where something big happens that's reported on like nonstop, like you're talking about but there was something else that really might should have been bigger that's just not talked about at all they mm-hmm. just like like they're just trying to use the other big story to cover up this huge thing like it's just so weird mm-hmm. it's such a strange place we're in right now that's true. Wasn't there a movie on that? 
I forget what it was called. It was like, oh my god, so I my tongue what it was. It was like some presidential movie where something was happening in the government, but then they declared war, and then they were just like covering that as a big story, and then like whatever was going on the side was kind of like not the main focus, and everyone was focused on. I have to look it up later. If anyone chat knows or a third of that movie, let me know. But it sounds familiar on top of my head, but I don't remember what it's called. Because the concept just explains exactly what happened in that movie. Like, they were like, alright, you know, like, there's some troubles in government. We declare war on some country out there. And, like, distract yeah, from everything. Yeah. And, yeah. So, I don't know what that was. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting time between days. It kind of makes a lot of, like, like social media and how focused people are and how we rely on very new sources from very unverified places. So like one of those things is to keep in keeping your mind back of your head where you this is a, where you're um, next door from. Yeah, this is a like uh, I had an interesting uh, kind of chat with my brother-in-law about about social media. If you think about it, like our relationship with like social media is still quite like it's still quite young. You know, we we're, we're still we're still trying to like understand it's like when we first got the tv or you know we like it was this whole kind of thing and you know now it's kind of part of our lives and we know how to regulate how we use it or some people do some people don't but we know how to regulate it we know what it kind of does for us you know um but for social because it's still this thing that's ever evolving ever changing you know there's like a new part that we have to relearn and we have to kind of like train ourselves how to like deal with it I don't think we're at that stage yet where we've kind of like where we deal with it in the right or we use it in the right way like the that example that i used of the guy taking a selfie you know instead of calling an ambulance that's what he thought to do first was to like live stream this person passing away behind him so it's kind of like you know we're still still learning it like we're still you know that baby kind of stage and it's just like yeah um it's it's an interesting one i just think there's some growing and evolving that we kind of need to do until we've got um, our relationship with social media in a good place where it's actually good for our our health our mental health and actually useful um yeah Yeah. all right so (laughs) we have to keep moving along i'm going to teach you the next to the next topic but purpose so your chance you i know you write into the homework do you think of an idea for an I ama i know you ever did the homework i know so an ama question maybe something to kishik you know we talk to kishik as often yeah i know no, it's i don't i don't get to talk to anybody anymore um let's see i don't know it's interesting because i thought like ama was like you someone would ask me something not me ask someone else something that's what i thought i, I was like oh i didn't realize yeah, i have to come so up with a question yeah so this is so the way that that, that ty sets it up is the the person gets to ama anyone yes gotcha right okay 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 gotcha okay um does she have you played any diablo 4 I've not played four. I played a lot of three back in the day. And I played three on the PS4. <laughs> yeah, PS- I was going to say PS3. I was like, nah, it's not that old. Uh, PS4. PS4. Yeah. 
Um, mm. And the the thing that's kind of yeah, what's holding you back? Uh, yeah, the thing that's holding me back is I'm I'm at that stage now where I kind of want like to play more stuff that's shorter. <laughs> I want to play things that like I don't know, like. As much as I want to play Diablo, like, I think it looks amazing. It's like a great game. A lot of people have that. Pretty much everyone that's played it like loves it. Um, and it, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm a, I'm a little bit burnt out with big, big games. Backlog is real. Why I go back to stuff like the backlog is real. Hmm? streamer backlog, backlog is, is real. real. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So so with that, like, um, I actually. This is the first game I've gotten to play outside of Genshin recently mm -hmm. where I can really enjoy it uh, because, like, I can just, like, you're you're talking about how long the games are, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, I totally, I get it. You know, like, I, I'm very, I'm a very busy person anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you just don't have the time to sit aside for this huge campaign or whatever mm -hmm. you know like um and so i just want for a game that i can sit down and i can play it pretty quick and be done and it's like so wh wh where i've been with diablo is like like my character's only level 60 most people are like way up <laughs> toward level 100 and stuff it's like you mm -hmm. know, I just, whenever I have time, I'll load it up. I'll do, like, a couple side quests, which I think that the reason that I liked Genshin so much was you could just do a side quest and be done. You didn't, like, have to get sucked into this huge storyline all the time. If I do have a good, you know, couple hours, then I could always start a story quest in Genshin. Um, mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same with Diablo 4 here, where, like... I can do a side quest or two and then I can just wash my hands of it. And then whenever I come back, it's really good about just saying, yeah, this is what you were, you, this is your next portion of your story. If that's what you want to do, or just find another side quest. Like it's very breath of the wild. Like to me, where, mm -hmm. you know, there's just so much other things to do so much to explore and, yeah, but I totally get the the wanting for a shorter game. Like, I yeah. Uh, another game that that I've been uh, I haven't played much this month because of Diablo Four, but I have picked up. Have you played Vampire Saviors? I have not. So it's a it, it's really like it's a really silly game. It's like. Your character, um, all you do is move your character and make choices. And so, like, your character has an auto attack that they perform on, on a cooldown. And mm -hmm. the auto attack is based upon, like, what weapons you've picked up. And, like, whenever you level up, you can choose from a weapon or a piece of equipment or whatever. And you just try and see how far you can get. And oh like, yeah oh vampire survivors yes yes oh yeah i yeah, yeah. i think that was on game pass and i yes 
I did play a, a little bit I of that. Sorry, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I enjoyed that game so much because it was just like twenty minutes and I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Thirty minutes and I'm done. Like I was just like, that's kind of cool. What mm-hmm. happened to these games where I could just yeah. play for a couple yeah. minutes and I'm done? What happened to you know like, I I I always go back to like Super Mario World where it's just like play a play a level of Super Mario World and you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. The the days of nostalgia. Yeah. Where things are to be fine and be finished. Two min two minutes and my game's over. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Play this on break at work. <laughs> All right. All right. To move it on to the next segment. So I was trying to always evolve a question that kind of was like you're the knowledge base of the guest. So no, because you're you're a graphic designer, right? So you work That's on correct, yes. Yeah. So you work on different things, and that's kind of interesting. So I always love when you do your art streams on point because you kind of like go through the process of how you like mm. design something and how you approach it. So like, do you have like particular, let's say, like things that you find very pleasing to things that maybe you like impress you to things that maybe you're like, what do they do here? Why? Like, are you that hypercritical of maybe some other people's projects or maybe more critical of your own or what is your process and how do you like approach um, things? I feel, I feel like I'm at that stage now where um, I'm kind of confident in my ability to the point where I feel more comfortable to voice my opinion on stuff. Um, uh, example of this was a couple of days ago we had like a like a work outing. We went to a um, did like a little gallery uh, a gallery experience and that uh, it was like an immersive an immersive Dali exhibition uh, Salvador Dali. Yep. Um, and I didn't realize how much I'm like this, but I'm quite like. Um, I like to analyze things and I like to know how things kind of uh, have been, how how a thing kind of works uh, or how it's, why it's doing what it's doing. So basically, example, like we walked in and you know how sometimes you walk into like an art gallery and there's like, you, you get like the picture on the wall and you've got like a blurb of text next to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm standing there, I'm kind of going, I don't want to read this text because of the way it's just justified and the font that they use doesn't work and the way that the line breaks in the copy just makes you not want to look at it. It actually made me want to not read it, wow. even though I was like there at the exhibition to like learn about this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in, uh, like recently I've realized that I prefer audio logs in games because whenever you pick up, uh, this is a big thing in Cyberpunk, whenever you like read an email in Cyberpunk, the text goes from left to right. There's no, there's no visual, there's no like breaks in the line for you to actually take to ingest the information. The lines are so long that it just takes you ages to read something. But if you make a column of text narrower, you can read it quicker, and you don't you don't get mental fatigue as much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, so it's just like things like little theories like that, like. Um, that I find like I don't know quite in- quite interesting. Like if I if I have like a website, I most likely make the the page thinner so it's quicker to read rather than wider because it takes you longer to get from left to right. And by the time I get to the right, I'm bored and I don't want to read what the rest what the text says. But if I make the if I make it narrower, I can kind of like. Shh. But um, 
yeah, just no, little things like that. But... Can you, Sorry? Can you just get everyone else to feel that way so that I can test this idea? <laughs> this, this sounds awesome, okay? Because I'm dyslexic, and like long long lines take me a long time to read. Mm -hmm. But if it's shorter, so if we could just get like Everyone's maybe good. maybe there needs to be like some sort of a, a an extension that does mm -hmm. this for me. Yeah, I'm loving you know what? what I'm hearing. Yeah, do you know what what you're describing basically, or what I'm describing basically? That's a uh, that's user experience. So like in, in like kind of like web design, it's like user experience. Like, so it's not user interface, which is like what you see. It's like user experience, yeah. what you're actually doing with right. the, the, the thing. And um, uh, when people are talking about like, uh, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a web, design, web designer and a UI designer. Okay, cool. Uh, but I'm also a UX designer, which is two different kind of like disciplines. So it's like UI is how it looks, UX is, you can have UX design for a cup, you know, because the experience of holding the cup and the experience of like, how, how, how do you sip out of it? Like how, how do, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the user interface, user interface or like user experience. Um, yeah. yeah, no. I've never it, thought about that. I've never thought of, like that there would be a difference between the UI and the UX. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So I, I found that I prefer audio logs now because the way that people design uh, text logs, it, it just makes me not want to read it. <laughs> because I skip it every like time a... during news too because like, there's so much text. Mm. Like, I'm not reading this. Yeah. There's so much text yeah, to yeah. read. I can just mm -hmm. ingest everything visually because you don't have to, to worry about text. I already listened to it, like audio logs. True. That's very yeah. true. Because mm -hmm. you need to give your brain a chance to uh, to actually digest the information that you're looking at mm -hmm. but if it's like a long line you you've already forgotten what the first word was because it was just so long ago even though the page is just just wider because <laughs> yeah. you wonder if there's an extension that exists makes your text go this mm. small so you can just go mm -hmm. read it through about yeah because i feel like that's that's a valid point for sure um so um also on the the from like a graphics designer point of view how mm -hmm. does how does like the en the enhancements and as some people call it ai but you know uh how how are these advancements with these different systems of of uh ai how how is that affecting like your space or does it affect your space at all in your it's opinion? interesting because like i'm quite privileged in the sense of like the agency that I work for, we are quite, uh, it is very forward thinking. It's very, uh, don't fear, don't fear change. In, in, in fact, embrace it and make, and make, um, uh, actually act, like make actual teams that are, their sole focus is to try and harness this and kind of use it best for us to, to make our, work lives easier basically so we've got like an internal team that just focuses on um what was it ai ar vr um and future tech so it's like an internal team that's what they're doing because of what's all, all the stuff that's happening with, with 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 um with ai at the moment and 
um, because it's kind of like a big gray area in terms of like how if you make something using AI, who owns the rights to that? Right. We we are like we're not incorporating it into part of our process yet, um, but there is <laughs> there's already a team that's working to make a version of AI that we can then use. So instead of like us using ChatGPT for for example, or like a ver for example, um, we're gonna have our own proprietary AI um, oh. toolkit that we'll be able to use to work with um and there's it's like it's like, a, it's like a whole thing you know it's like it's not um it, i think it's about accepting um i think it's about like what's the word it, very accepting of change and i don't know whether it will be used in like projects but it's definitely something that we're not shying away from like studying or looking into more um as an agency and as in, as individuals, to be honest, because like um, like in within my team, there's lots of different dip disciplines. There's me, like the digital designer. There's we've got like people that do motion, copywriters, you know. Um, so there's loads of different like disciplines within the actual team, and it's it's going to affect people in different ways, and um, might not affect some people, might affect some people more. But it's in, it's an interesting one. We're more excited yeah. than fearful. And that's good. That is actually mm. like a lot of people, I think that a lot of people are fearful of it. And I think that um, we should more look at it as a tool. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, when have we been afraid of tools? Most mm. of the time we, we harness those tools to make things better for us as a, as a society and as a race. So if we look at these, these tools for what they are, how can we use them to make things easier? It doesn't, it, in my opinion, it doesn't take away value. Instead, it adds value. You know, um, I think that, you know, what one of my one of my friends at work is like, you know, that there was this, there was this uh, one of our GPT four uh, beta had like the ability to use extensions, and like there was a story where a guy like made an extension that allowed gpt to interact with his crypto wallet and then interact in different ways oh. and like he basically explained to the uh to gpt i want you to do these things using these parameters and i want you to build me a company that was basically just a drop shipping company mm -hmm. and just make me money off the money in my crypto wallet and then like whenever you reach X amount of dollars, I want you to sell the company for this amount of dollars because the company's worth that much. And like, I guess within like a month or so, like he took like, I think they said it was $20 in his crypto wallet. He had changed it into a drop shipping company. They turned around and sold for like 10 grand. Now, wow. someone at work was like, well, if that's possible, then why doesn't everybody do it? Well, it's not if that's possible. This person did it. And why doesn't everyone do it? Because we're not we're not thinking of how to do it. Right? We we haven't we haven't embraced the tool and started to to find a way to utilize the tool to do the things that he did. 
you know, yeah. like um, it, whenever we start really harnessing that tool and thinking outside of the box, how can I use this tool to apply to my particular space? Those are going to be the people that su succeed, right? Because they're going to, yeah. they're yeah. going to have an unfair, you know, quote, unfair advantage over the and, rest you know, of the industry. Yeah. And it, it's interesting you say that because I think the reason why people are not thinking about how to use the tools is because like how it's kind of like, if you think about it, if you see any reporting on like AI, like you're, you're probably like two seconds away from hearing, oh, it's going to affect jobs. It's going to yeah. affect someone's job. It's very like, there's a lot of fear and scaremongering. And, you know, when you're fearful of something, why would you like think about embracing it? Like that would be the last thing, you know, I'm afraid of snakes. I'm never going to hug a snake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so like, so if you're, if the news is like telling you that this thing is going to take your job away, why would like, why would you try and push your brain to thinking, okay, the thing that's going to take my job away, let me try and find a way to use that thing. It's going to be, take so much more like effort but if you're if you kind of ignore all this stuff all this like the news reporting or or you're quite not sensitive to things like this then then yeah then you can make amazing stuff like this dude and just like yeah. using it and making that cash money yeah and i mean obviously like that there won't be value in that that particular use case forever um mm. oh yeah because eventually whenever other people figure out how to do it, then it just, you know, doesn't work anymore. So what, you know, there's, there's the, the, the point of the whole thing isn't that everyone should be doing this. It's that if you can find a use case for it, why, why wouldn't you be searching for a use case? Right. right. Um, yep. You know, a lot of people say, oh, this is going to be so impactful for the, you know, it's going to be have such a negative impact on video game programming. I would argue that it could have very positive impact. It could decrease the um, the cycle time needed mm -hmm. between games. It can allow us to produce games that are uh, more... Uh, that are of the same quality faster right um mm. and and a lot of people say well it's gonna low level programmers are just not gonna exist because gpt will do it for them okay. and like there's some amount of of validity to that but anytime we've ever seen a change like this we go to the printing press the the industrialization of of the world like everyone was afraid right like because this is going to take our jobs but all it ever did was create more mm -hmm. like it, it always creates more jobs who's going to be the person that interacts with gpt you have to have someone to interact with them exactly you need in, the, in uh in in my space you know i i work as a mechanic in a factory and so uh, in that factory, you know, everybody's like, well, we have to have people to put the parts into the boxes. Mm -hmm. And we started, 
you you know we've started to put robots in place and stuff that put parts in the robots and they're like oh you're gonna eliminate people's jobs it's <laughs> like no we're hiring more people than we've ever hired before we have to take care of those robots we have to you know that that has increased production here so we so down the line we need more people and mm-hmm. you know it, it just shifts shifts workloads and but it makes it makes it overall more productive for us so i think that as a as a society um as we learn from these uh from these ais and and how to use them better uh it it could definitely uh it could definitely enhance our experience and i just think that it's cool that you know to hear what what different um what different uh career Technol- path or, and yeah, stuff mm-hmm. like well, how yeah. people are using it differently oh yeah mm-hmm. like, i think that that's that's just cool it, it always makes me smile to hear what other people are doing with it and you know i'm always kind of like thinking well you know how can we use this how can we use this at work like because really yeah. our stuff's very physical you know there's a lot mm-hmm. of physical labor there and so you know a lot of people say well there's not really much you could do with it but i would argue that there are some things like we're going through and we're updating you know this this uh plc program well i think that gpt can write you know normal programs then i think that there's got to be a way to make gpt learn to program for like a plc it's not that different and Mm -hmm. and then that could at least give you a base so you're not writing all that all that program yourself you have a base that you then go back and you look through and you find you know the inaccuracies and the and the uh things that need changed and and you change it and we just got to a to a better more efficient plc program a lot faster and does it eliminate anybody's jobs no you still have to have the people there that are gonna uh test it and 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 go through and and there's just so many other things that have to be done there so i i just think it's really interesting something that yeah. i like to to look at and think about yeah definitely it's just like just thinking of think of it like like a really smart calculator like, yeah. it's like yeah, it's, a cal- yeah. it's a calculator that can understand my questions yeah exactly yeah you can tell it to make you like a yeah it's just think that... of, it's a it's a tool basically cool. uh-huh. just, yeah have you so don't talk about chat gpt have you looked into or seen so i see a lot of people i guess from like photoshop where they take a yeah. little like square and say, like, put trees. Change fill. Yeah, yeah generate fill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, have you come across that in your field and like it's something? Yeah, yeah. People have been yeah, using yeah, more definitely. often. It, it, yeah, definitely. Like because um, again, like we we are quite um, uh, open and we're curious. Like we're curious. We are kind of excited about it like as in i mean like one of my one of my colleagues are basically very similar uh we've got this kind of curiosity about kind of life and design and uh how things work so uh and we we kind of literally sit next to each other we work next to each other and he managed to get uh onto the photoshop beta there's like a photo like a beta photoshop version that you could have downloaded 
and you can kind of like play around with it. And, you know, um, when we've got a bit of downtime, you just like play around and you just see like what you can do. Um, you literally draw a square, add, like, yeah, add cat here, add a cat, and then you can change the change the different mm-hmm. cats because it's smart enough to see what's around the image to put the thing in there but it's not smart enough to put the cat in as a, a, a as its own layer so i don't know how to explain it so so you see how i'm sat here right mm-hmm. i'm sat here you can see my shoulders and my head and stuff and the background is blurry so with generative fill like if you if i if you'd put me as like the layer it would put in the blurry background as part of the layer rather than me on a separate thing cut out. So if I was, if you were to move me over here, it would move everything else in the background. So it wouldn't look clean. But if you got a designer to do it, I'd, I would cut me out, have me as like a transparent PNG with no background. So you could move me anywhere in the image. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 So it's like, um, so that, yeah, so there are limitations. It is smart, but then you still need people to use it that know yeah, what they're doing. Not in the jobs yet. Because I've actually used GIMP. But if yeah. I hadn't used GIMP, I might not have understood this. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, there are now limiting it, you know, the need for jobs. So, so you can do regenerative field, but, you know, the graphic designer has to still go in and, you know, get the, okay, the final so, take on so it. So, for those of us who aren't in, the, in, that, in that space, what exactly do you mean by uh, generative fill? Are we just saying like the like background fill, or are we saying like is there something else to this? Uh, so so it's like I don't know I don't know the how technically it works, but basically, let's say you draw um, if you selected all of that all the blurriness that's in my background there, right? Yeah. And then yeah. th- there's a window that comes up, and you can, you type in what you wanted to do. Like add in forest, okay. you know, and then it it would look at the space, look at it would analyze where you where the subject is, as in me. It would look at the space that it has, and it would it would fill, like literally fill the the image with what you've typed in. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's it's wild what it can do. Um, you can you can literally take like an eye, like all you need uh, all you'd have is an eye. And you just say generate the rest of the face, and it would generate the rest of the, of the person based on like oh. one little thing. Yeah. I saw that one. Is, ex- that is wild. Wow. Yeah, I mm. saw one example just saying to make it like very simple. Like this person was doing like a YouTube thumbnail where it's like they're talking about a vacuum cleaner, and like they say they they put a little script right in front of the vacuum cleaner, say generate a mess, and it would take that space, put something in there that was a mess. Would it look right? With like like it infected, you know, like it did its best to put in there. But mm-hmm. then there's some ways where you can look at it and be like, that is a lot. But would that actually be something that would be, you know, like for the context of a vacuum cleaner, something that would be on the floor <laughs> to the vacuum cleaner would vacuum up. So like, there's always that like that like that characteristic of like, you know, like how good would your interfill can be, and if it's enough to mm-hmm. like you know to fool them to eye to thinking like, oh yeah, that's actually there. Where, yeah, like, you still ground. need a human yeah. to right. to give it yeah. a human touch because the computer will do exactly what you've told it to do, mm-hmm. and it hasn't got the nuance to kind of realize that oh, what you meant was a, a few crumbs or some dust on the floor, yeah, uh, which is what a vacuum will be able to um, vacuum up, not like 
Lego bricks and yeah. I don't know, rubber duck. Exactly, something like that. But I think I think that that's also what these these uh these large language models, right? Like I think that that's also part of the cool the cool things with them is like now they're developing to like understand context like you you when you're talking to it like no 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 i meant something like this can mm-hmm. we can we maybe do this maybe from this different perspective and things like that and like those 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 models being able to go oh yeah uh okay so they are meaning more like this and not this other stuff and like that that's where i where i think that like you know, we, we say, oh, well, jobs are going to be eliminated. I think that absolutely not. Now we need people mm-hmm. that understand how to yeah. talk to the, to the language models and mm-hmm. and get it to the place we want it to go. You know, like, because yeah. from from the get go, it's kind of an infant, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 of the understanding of only these sets of parameters with the help of a human you can get it to these are the parameters i want and i just think it's so fascinating to me mm-hmm. all right in terms of movies on now the point comes to fakishi do you have any kind of ama question that you are curious about um What's the most, uh, what's the most valued piece of uh, advice someone's given you that you occasionally kind of come back to and kind of go, hmm, yeah, that was really useful advice. Thanks, that person. I think so. <laughs> oh, I guess it's the thing. Well, I to think about the first thing that pops in my head is usually, uh, take things one day at a time. I feel like it's valuable because, like, I feel like for everyone, when you reach a problem, I always tend to overanalyze the problem and come up with any very serious number of scenarios. And I think the most important thing sometimes is that you can't attack every single scenario in one day. Even though you want to be able to finish it in one day and get it done, you have to slow down and take it one day at a time. Like, you only can do maybe something, you know, like right now to get that done, but then you have to wait a couple of days before you can like finish it or wake up to see you get someone else's opinion and something and like I think just like overanalyzing which is a lot of people's fault but just like trying to speed rush to the goal like the goal can never always be the next day it could be months down the line it could be weeks it could be hours like you just have to like take it as much as you can and regain a soul that you can't solve everything in in one day and like one day at a time and usually just like whatever you can combat and uh go from there which i feel like is six in my head is a very important piece that a lot of people tend to forget because like they always mm-hmm. want to try to solve things like instantly so yeah yeah, yeah that's my thoughts purpose do you have any sage wisdom over there uh i do um this comes from a person who i work with uh very closely um, and have worked with very closely since my career change to, to be in the maintenance field. Uh, we, we came into the maintenance field at the same time coming from uh, very different backgrounds, but uh, we both had worked at this company 
and we were working as operators uh, of the equipment that that we run there and we I during my time I was there a little bit longer than he was and I I worked with him a whole lot uh, helped him figure out you know how the machines worked and, and things so there came an opportunity where they they started an apprenticeship program uh, to get into the maintenance field and our maintenance department and uh, they were going to have two people were able to to um, to be in the in the program um, and I'm a person that has uh, kind of whenever it comes to uh, a lot of things I'm very I'm not very self-confident uh, so whenever it came whenever the the jobs came up uh, he he kind of kind of threatened me uh, we were really good friends at the time and he called me up one day and he just said look uh, you know I think that you would be good for this position uh, you should you should try for it I'm gonna try for it and you and I will get the position and I want you to be the person that that's working with me you've been with me since the beginning and I want to keep working with you uh, if you don't this, this was the threat was if you don't go out for it I'm just gonna find another job because I don't want to work with anybody else and I, I don't I feel stuck where we're at right now uh, so I listened to him and, and we went um, and as we progressed through this maintenance uh, program uh, it was like they never said you know they never referred to us as like different people it was just those two right so if if I was included he was always included and if he was included I was always included within the package deal was kind of the way it was and because it was like always because it was always like that um we were like two years into the program and like he's really good um at at our job and i don't come from a back like he comes from a background where he worked on stuff a lot and things um i didn't come from that background i worked on computers a lot so like you mm. know applying that to like heavy machinery is just not there um and but I was, I was okay at it. Uh, and I knew that I was okay at it, but I always knew he was better at it. And uh, I would always uh, be very critical of myself for that. And I, you know, whenever people would, would say, hey, you know, so-and-so, you guys are gonna work on this. And, and you know, I would always just feel like the reason that, that they were, uh, having us work on it was because of him not because of me i was just kind of like the tag along and uh mm -hmm. there was a point where like i was just like i was just so down on myself and and this is when he gave me the advice he, he said um he said look you act like you're always in my shadow he said but we're walking beside each other he's like i'm in your shadow whenever whenever we're dealing with these things you're in my shadow when we're dealing with these things and that's what makes us a good team 
because you are better at a lot of things than you give yourself credit for. And you, uh, you have your own specializations that I have no idea about. Um, he's like, I learn from you all the time. And the only person that you ever compare yourself to is me. And you need to stop comparing yourself to anyone else. Uh, that was his, his advice was stop comparing yourself to mm -hmm. just those people around you and start examining yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses, because you're, as long as you're comparing yourself to someone else, you're always going to find someone better. Yeah. Um, and, yeah 100%. And, and so why not? give up on on trying to be better than everyone else and start working on how to be the best version of yourself uh and that's you know he didn't quite go as that that far but you know i realized that's where he was where he was wanting me to get was just be the best you there's nothing mm -hmm. more that you can do than be the best you and since he gave me that advice it, it's just like it like opened up a whole new world to you, you know, like where, where like, if your boss says, Hey, I want you to do this. I'll do my best on that. I'm not really suited for it, but I'll do my best and, and I'll learn something. But anytime my boss says, you know, because of this, it's like, I'm more apt to express I'm good at this or I'm good at that. And like, it's just made me much more valuable because my boss knows, Hey, he's good at that and I can send them to go do that and it's going to get done and it's going to get done well. So uh, always try to be the best ver version of yourself. That would be the advice that, that I think was given to me that was uh, the most important and best advice I've been given. Nice. Nice. Do you have any sage wisdom also you can share? Or mm. that you've been given? Yeah, I mean... Um, I worked with when I worked in when I worked in retail. I think this these two bits of advice kind of came at very similar times. I think I was like I'd finished finished my course, like finished studying, I'd graduated, and I started working full time. And before that, when I was studying, I was working part time, and I hadn't really like factored in what how important it is to like take breaks uh during the year like booking time off just for the sake of actually resting not for doing stuff because i always think of like booking time off as in, like you're going to do something so then i got to a point where i think there, there it had been months it's been a, it had been a long time <laughs> since that i had i'd had any time off and um my manager at the time came up to me from a place of like care, not from a place of. Yeah, this is when I had like lots, lots of respect for her, and I'm still close to her to this day. Actually, um, she she said, "Oh, you know, when was the last time you were off? Like, you you need to take kind of like you you see. Well, she didn't say you look tired, but she was basically saying like you're tired. Like we can tell that you're tired. But I was I was like in my head, I was like I'm fine. Like, but I just kind of." was on this hamster wheel for so long that I didn't realize how tired I was. And she was like, you know what? You know, do you take the rest of the week off? 
like we're going to book you some annual leave that like you just need to rest take care of yourself and it's important to to do that and that was like my first kind of like big life lesson of like taking care of yourself so you can actually do do, do the do your job better yeah. and and not burn out and stuff and um yeah i mean like that was one really good bit of advice uh like and you know me i like my honorable mentions my um <laughs> one of my lecturers back at uni he says he says to me he goes i remember this so vividly because he was like a feedback session and um when you're at uni i don't know as a designer you have a little bit of an ego i think we all do like um you kind of think like everything you make is amazing and it's you're you're so close to the work like you don't see how how you need to detach from it a little bit not put so much of yourself in it but i remember him kind of going to me yeah no i like it i like the work it looks nice but what's the point what's the point of it like you know you know how to make things look good but what's the point of it and i remember just kind of thinking "Ah, why are you such a dick like why can't you just why can't you just give me useful feedback but then you know, um, and I always used to think he was a really arrogant, like individual. But then, starting to work in the industry is different to when you're studying it because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not always about making things look good. Things need to have a function and a and a and a and a use and a reason. And sometimes they don't look good, but they fulfill their function. And it kind of made me realize, you know, ah, that's what he was trying to get me to realize. Uh, so then I sent him a message. This is like years after I'd graduated, kind of going, I really appreciate all the help that you gave me when I was at uni. I hope you're well. Thank you very much. And he was like, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, nice. That makes sense. I'm sure. Hmm. All right. So the section, next section is usually get the Genshin segment, but do I need to go and purpose and just rename it to Diablo? that's been your focus recently like yes, so you... so yeah that's that's the thing i was gonna say is this this section's gonna be really uh really short i did my genshin dailies and then yeah. i logged into diablo so <laughs> um d4 like i said i i haven't gotten a ton a ton of time because uh, i have been busy with uh classes two nights a week so like my my Monday and Wednesday suck so bad. I wake up at six in the morning. Uh, well, I wake up at, at five in the morning and I start work at six in the morning. And then uh, I get off work at four and class starts at 4.30 and then oh, doesn't wow. let out until nine. So I'm literally gone from the house from 5.30 until nine uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays. So I really just don't have time to do anything on, on those days. But on the other days, I have been uh, playing some Diablo. I started a Necromancer to begin with, and uh, I'm going to call it, uh, we're going to wait. We're going to wait on that, because uh, they got some right. improvements that need to be done oh. there, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm one of those that I really like to play like the minion builds, because they're kind of brain dead, and you don't have to really... You, you have to play, but you don't have to play, you know? Like, your minions do a lot of the work for you. They can't do that in this game. You, you have to be playing 100% of the time, and so... 
we're going to stay away from that class because it's just very involved. So I instead rolled a Barbarian. I'm level 60 on the Barbarian and we are playing Whirlwind. We are spinning to win. Uh, and it's doing pretty well. Uh, the early game with, with Barbarian before, I don't know how after they did this big patch, how it is, but whenever I was playing through the leveling experience, not so great. But uh, it was worth the slog at the beginning because now, like the whole podcast, I've just been, uh, you know, able to talk and, and play a game at the same time without any worries. Like, this is why purpose is around video because you never know what he's doing. Oh, 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 video. Yeah, you don't. You, <laughs> you didn't know this whole time. I've been playing D4. You just there you go. It. There you go. Uh, but I mean, there's not much to like. There's not much thinking that you have to do in it. So, oh, yeah. like, that's great. Um, I've enjoyed the game quite a bit. Is it similar and, to Genshin uh, at all? I'm just curious. Like, cause like... Um, no, it's not the same. Um, Diablo is, is much more just like, you know, uh, gearing. Like, right. Genshin is more about, like, leveling your characters and, and then just, like, exploring and, and... Like, as far as combat's concerned, it's kind of like, well, you just learn what rotation you're doing, and then you're just doing a rotation. Whereas Diablo is, like, up until you're, like, later in the game, a lot of it is just, like, paying attention to your gear drops, because if you get upgrades to your gear, you need to be equipping it pretty quickly so that you can kind of keep you know going through endless amounts of enemies there's like to the credit of of blizzard i'm gonna say that this is probably their best story that they've had for diablo game in my opinion that being said how many people actually paid attention to the best story (laughs) that's probably a much lower number like i know i watched some streamers like that were talking about like their experience and I, yeah, I really actually didn't like, I skipped every cutscene, I skipped every bit of dialogue that it allowed me to skip. I did not pay any attention. I couldn't care less about anything going on. I just want to kill monsters. And I get that. Like sometimes we just want to kill monsters, but boy, do they ever have a very good story in this game. And mm-hmm. I think that, anyone who's skipping the story is is doing themselves a disservice um but that being said like i i still get it like there there are many arpgs that i play that it's like i'm sorry arpgs don't normally have a good story i'm not listening to your story i'm just going to play this fun game so yeah. uh but that's not d4 d4 the story is pretty good the combat is a lot more involved than the other uh installments of the game which i actually have found to be kind of a treat um that being said a lot of people are a little upset about it because it does mean whenever you have more involved combat most of the time that means the enemies are harder and there's less of them and like whenever you do get to that point where like you're just rolling through everything you don't want there to be less enemies that are harder 
because they're not hard at all. You're just rolling over all of them. So you just want as many enemies on the screen as they can fit. And so, you know, there's some criticisms of the game out there, and I understand the criticisms. I've been, I've played in the genre since Diablo 1. I played on the PlayStation. And uh, I understand the criticisms. I just think that uh, people need to give the game a chance for what it is, because it is its own game, even though it does fit in a genre. And Mm -hmm. there are improvements that need to be made, but I also think that the decisions that were made weren't necessarily to make an unfun game. It was actually to make a game that was more, you know, actually had a story. Like, how many times do people complain that games don't have stories? You give them a story and then they skip it. So, yeah. I've quite thoroughly enjoyed it, though. It's very good. All right, so we're going to kind of... Uh, and I can't go. wait until season one starts. Uh, it's supposed to, I bet it's been announced, and I didn't know because they said they were announcing it by the end of the week. They're going to have another dev update thing. That's going to be cool, and I'm looking forward to all these changes that they got coming in the pipeline because it will improve the gameplay experience. Also, one other thing uh, that I think... Uh, I know one other major content creator kind of talked about I think it was Asmongold Gold talked about it a little bit. Uh, I think it was him. But uh, they, So there were complaints about... Uh, so whenever you get to the later game, they have uh, something called the Nightmare Dungeon. And so throughout the game, there's dungeons on the map, and they do Nightmare Dungeons, which are supposed to be like the end game, like... You go into the dungeon, it's random, it's got different modifiers to make it harder, blah, blah, blah. You get better gear there, you know? Uh, But, so, the problem with it was, like, they're kind of off in their own areas. So you have to, like, ride your horse to go and get them and, like, and go and do them and stuff. And people are like, when your other games, you just open a portal to them. And then we go into them and we and we do them. And we don't have to travel anywhere. We don't have to take that time. You're just wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. the, the criticism, like, that criticism prompted them in this update that they did last week to allow you, when you open a Nightmare Dungeon, that it'll let you teleport to the dungeon. Um... And everyone cheered for it. And I was like, (laughs) I totally understand the cheer, but here's my thing. They made a design design decision to have you ride your horse or do whatever to get to that dungeon for a reason. And that reason was, like, to have you do side quests or do other things on the way there. And it was supposed to be, like, you know, something else than just chain running, like... Yeah. Oh, them with this one, start the next one. You know, yeah, quick uh, level, the quick, easy take answer, a little yeah. bit of the monotony about, out of it. And I think that they did it like my personal opinion is this is an okay way to fix the complaints of the community, but I think that in the long run, it's going to go completely against what their design decision was in the first place. And I, I personally think that they should have made the content that 
you engage with on your way to the the dungeon you're going to more interesting because if they do that then i want to stop for the side quest i want to get this stuff and i'm still seeing the world that they put so much time and effort into which i think was the point in the first place and the fact that they just gave me a teleport button now like sure everyone can say yeah well you know you can still ride there if you want to idiot like but i i think that it's more of the point of if that was the design decision that they made if they would have said we're going to make more uh events that happen on the way that that are more rewarding stuff like that i would have stood beside them and said yeah totally like I, I acknowledge every complaint because I had the same complaint and I actually think that I asked for this change. Um, but like not verb, like in my head, I asked for the change. Why don't they just give me a portal? But after they implemented, I was just like, maybe that wasn't what I wanted. Maybe what I wanted was just better content on the way to the dungeon because it does take a little bit away from the game and I I do feel like they did such a good job on this world and so if they would have made it just more like a bit more engaging and and more uh more rewarding that I don't think anybody would have cared about riding their horses or even walking to the nightmare dungeon some of them were easier to get to anyway some of them literally had waypoints right beside them anyway so it was like not a big deal but i don't know uh i think that the game is super fun and there are criticisms i agree with some i disagree with some and that's what gaming's all about being able to agree and disagree <laughs> mm-hmm. and still have fun with our games and, and still be a nice person to everyone else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, and not attack people just because they have a differing opinion. That's true. Yes. All right. We're going to kind of wrap this up because she is five hours ahead, so it's getting late over there. Oh. So I want to yes. wrap this up. So the quick, we'll do a kind of quick fire of what is making you giddy this week. I'll try to make happy or giddy. Anything that may occur to you that was exciting or made you happy. Kishi, what oh, is your fan this week? Yes. Uh, something that made me happy this week. Um, something that made me happy this week. I mean, it kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier about the going to that exhibition. Um, it, had, it was like, a, like an immersive uh, experience. So there was like a VR kind of section in it so there was a bit where you put on the i think it's the newest hcc wireless vr i forgot what what it was called i asked the guy and he told me but i've forgotten it but it was like i'm the novelty of vr now is kind of not lost on me because you know i've got my own like kit and i i dabble from vr from time to time but like one of my colleagues it was the first time she'd used it and she was just like wow like she's like oh wow this is amazing and like um because i'm quite because i'm i'm you know i know like how to navigate in the space and you know there's a bit where so you put the vr thing in and you're literally like in a rectangular room but they they mapped it where you can you can hold the bar on the on the side of the room to kind of guide you around if you're not really 
uh, proficient with VR, so you could like hold onto the side and walk around. And uh, because you're in VR, the things would change in the space. And so there was a bit where there was like a giant candle kind of came out of the ground. And obviously it's not there, it's in VR. So then I walked into the candle and because I know like, you know, that everyone can kind of see, I was doing this thing where I was like popping my, my head out of the of the mm. candle and it looked like I was just like kind of hovering and then kind of moving up and down. So it looked like a disembodied head just kind of just like <laughs> floating up and down yeah. and like in and out of the candle. And it's just like stuff like that, just kind of bringing joy to like the people that hadn't really experienced VR and then them taking it off and being like, oh my God, that was amazing. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I guess that it, if I was to say what that was, it's like watching someone experience something that you enjoy uh, for the first time. Purpose, do you have something this week? Um, can I ask a question about uh about his thing? Okay, well, thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, has anyone seen any of like the the new uh the new Oculus? Uh, have you seen any reports or anything on that? Because that sounds pretty cool. Uh, what the Quest Three? Yeah, the Quest, That's a Quest 3. Three. Yeah. 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 I, I quite, hmm. Can you elaborate a little more? I like the look know, of it. Everybody, or what's so special about the new VR? Is this like the it, the feel of it, or? It's a lighter. It's a lot lighter, and it's, it's got like a better processor than the two. Oh, like the headset, so, the actual thing is not yeah, like Yeah, the actual bulky. headset itself. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's physically like not as deep, so okay. it won't be as heavy, front front heavy on your face. Um, gotcha. I think it's got full color pass through. So when you do the pass through thing and you look around, it's full color. Um, I don't know about how much it's going to be price wise, probably around the same price as the two, maybe a little bit more expensive. Okay. Um, I believe that they said it was like four to five hundred dollars mm. so yeah which is, is about right kind of close yeah mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't actually seen it i've only heard it talked about and like okay. i was listening to the lex friedman podcast and they were talking about it on there and listening to them talk about it and the and like the actual changes like of what the like the fidelity the fidelity of the screen is better and like like they were talking about like the like some of the things that they're doing with it that like it's doing like they 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 had like you're in your room Mm -hmm. but like there's like a zombie game they were playing and it like the room didn't have windows so it just put windows on the wall for you and like then like the zombies would come climbing in at you you know in your house and like you're <laughs> shooting zombies and stuff and i'm just like no that sounds cool though like, <laughs> like i've yeah. played like the roller coaster and i've done the, the stuff on the quest too but that actually sounds like this is where i was wanting to go with this like it because it's like it's almost like they took like the idea of ar Mm-hmm. And then kind of mixed it with VR, yeah. right? Like, like that, yeah. where where you're in a mixture of it, and like that just sounds so cool to me. Like some of those things just sound really neat. Uh, I I I own a Quest Two. I haven't done a ton with it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of just like a Beat Saber player, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But I definitely like it as a Quest 3 sounds like I could want to play other games on that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's very but, cool. but for my, uh, for my work is making me, you giddy. Uh, I haven't used this one before and uh, some people might feel like it's a little cop out, but actually the, the time to talk on the podcast this week uh, really uh, the conversation with mm-hmm. you all this week has been really, really cool. And I, oh, it was this a really guy good conversation. right here, this corner. What's that? I'm just pointing at Kishi. Kishi. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for real. Like, like the conversation with Gishi, I really like. We we hit some really oh, yeah, cool, yeah. some cool topics that uh, that I don't really get to talk to about people about a whole lot and uh, stuff that interests me. Like even though I'm not as knowledgeable about some of it, like just the uh, to get other people's feeling on it, and, mm. and you know, like I said, I'm not oh, yeah. knowledgeable, but it's super interesting to me, and like just to hear other people's takes just really made me happy, made me smile as we were going through and and talking about some of the things. So I yeah, told him a I'm month ago that you were coming on, and purposely, uh, he was excited. I think. Because he's like, Kishi's coming on. Because we always talked about Kishi. We never really like, had a chance to have like a conversation with you. So it's always fun. Hey, there yeah. you go. I think yeah. it is good. I think it's yeah. It's definitely a good idea. It's like, because it, even the whole uh, all the stuff that we're talking about, like with Kick and like how yeah. purpose you brought up like a whole different perspective on stuff made me think about like you know the hot because i did see the hot tub streamers and i was like this is weird. why is this weird like i haven't seen a hot tub stream in ages but then it's like the way that you kind of said it i was like oh yeah like you know you're making me kind of think about uh yeah it's good to have conversations because it pushes you out of your box of like how your brain yeah, kind of exactly. this stuff and you see things from a different perspective so it's good. you know I, I actually like talking to you about it like I knew that they had him on kick and it didn't even occur to me that like the changes that were like that Twitch made mm-hmm. as a result of, of the outrage from the community on Twitch. Like mm-hmm. I I totally didn't realize, like it never occurred to me that they took took hot tub streams off front page. Mm-hmm. They did, but I it just never occurred to me. And like it is it is very much like conversation can can bring so much mm-hmm. enlightenment to people like we, mm-hmm. we we don't have like disagreeing on things is is fine and it's good as long as we can be open and listen and and like yeah. a new viewpoint is always a good thing like uh, by no means whenever i'm talking about the whole like i don't have a, a horse in the race whenever it comes to kicking and, and and twitch so like for me i kind of felt like coming in you like i did a little more of the research on like how do you come at it from twitch's perspective because Mm -hmm. i do know that like right now everyone is really on on twitch about how bad they are but like maybe we should be looking at what they're doing right we just don't do that like the first thing like like uh like cap said in in chat it's been a while since twitch had a w like that was the first thing that was like wherever we were having the conversation that was the first thing that was said is just that the twitch hasn't had a w in a long time well we won't give them one 
Like we mm-hmm. never, anything that could be a, a W for them is not given. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I feel like no matter they, they could, they could give a 70, 30 split and nobody would care. Like th- they would find another reason to complain because it's Twitch. That's true. No. Yeah. So, so like that was kind of where I was going with it was like, how can we, mm-hmm. how can we look at it from another perspective? Because we we really need to we need to be able to examine both sides so yeah that was kind of my that was actually the point of the way that i looked at the the that that topic was to try and come in and be a little adversarial about it not it not doesn't. like try and throw fist but no, you know, it's not just, just try and <laughs> yeah. get people to think a little different oh no no, no. But, yeah totally exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah i think my mine's totally unrelated, but I got to go yeah. do a, a second <laughs> second showing on the house like like this week, and I think I think when you look at something once, like it, it comes with looking at everything like a in eyes, like like you look at something the first time, you're like this is so great, and like you're not noticing like the little details here and there because you're like you look at the over a big picture, and then like going back to the mm-hmm. house the second time, I was looking like there's a plug here and a plug here. And the plug here. There's a cable jack here for cable. Like there's a switch that's near a plug here. Like just analyzing like, well, what am I gonna need? And like that made me very more like happy because like the house has kind of been looking at it like, oh, it's a good place to move into. There's not like, enough space and everything. And like there's like you know like adequate like like you know like just space to live. Now going the second time was like, oh, I can put my setup here. And there's enough plugs there that I'm not going to be, you know, having to, like, trace, like, a, like, an extension cord from the one plug that's, like, across the room all the way to where I need it to be because the house is designed efficiently. So I'm really happy that going the second time was, like, looking at the other things I missed the first mm-hmm. time, like, even, though like, the plug my car. Like, so you can plug it into a, a dryer outlet to get more amperage. And, like, I was looking... I didn't pay attention the last time because I didn't think about it. And I went back and, like, Look behind the laundry machine and try, and I saw the plug. I was like, "Yes, I have a plug. I could plug in to charge it faster." Like, and then the things like you don't notice, like when you look at things a second time. So like, like watching see. a film for the second time, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like you get to pick out details that you didn't see, or things you didn't see for the first time, and they're more more excited to move in because like there's more things I know I need to do and be able to like accomplish, and I know I'm not getting them done. You know, the first day of the first week, but you know, I'm not sure there are things like I could work on, improve, and things that are set there that are good, you know, building blocks for for every place. So excited for the move and excited to we... get into the next chapter of my life. So that way. Thank you. Yeah. Good dude. So all right. So concluding comments. Kashi, where will we find you again? I know you said at the beginning, but just give us a summary again. Your socials, where you post, where you do. I am on the internet. Uh, where am I? I am on the kick.com for slash Gishy FPS. I'm on twitch.tv slash Gishy FPS. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Instagram, just search for Gishy FPS and I'll come up. Uh, all, it's, it's the same on all, of, on all of them. And the same on Twitter. Um, I have a... Um, an Etsy where I've got some merch, which I know I need to restock. Ty, I know you do something on one side. <laughs> I need to restock. Yes, yes. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, 
yeah, that's that's actually not KishiFS. That's uh, the Etsy.com slash Type by Calvin, I think it is. Yeah, Type by Calvin, yeah. Yes, uh, but yeah, no, I'm all over the place. Um, whenever, whenever you kind of come through to like one of my streams, I'm just kind of like hanging out, uh, being a being a weird dude that's super optimistic about everything all the time. And yeah, no, it's it's um, it's always a good time. I just imagine nice. like when I'm streaming, I just imagine like if if like all hanging out like in the living room, just playing games and just whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind All of right. the point. Like we 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 aren't trying to be like super serious or nothing, you know. Just yeah, yeah. Out. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm gonna include this um podcast. This is season two, episode six of Kishi FPS, and I'm gonna stop and then we'll see you guys in the. Well, I'm gonna stop the reverse. So don't go anywhere. You're not like leaving yet, but but we're gonna um, see you guys in the next podcast next month. Bye.